Black and Latina women entrepreneurs have always started businesses, but to hear some tell it, it's a new phenomenon, especially in this time of coronavirus when people are losing jobs and starting companies. Well, guess what? According to the media, you would think that this was new and this was some big strategic happening and something going on that nobody had ever heard of before. But guess what? We've always ran companies. We've always run businesses. It's just that everyone else hadn't always taken us serious. There are a small handful that managed to break through to the top echelon and get out there and become multi-million dollar companies. But for a lot of black and Latino women entrepreneurs, the sad reality is we're not taken seriously enough and we're not put up on a pedestal as we should be. Today, we'll look at some reasons why we are still being held back and not being taken as equal to our peers in the world of business. run into this conversation about the status or the state of black and Latina owned businesses. I was reading a conversation with a woman who was talking about her experience in going to pitch for a project for a new contract with a client. Well, the client started asking her all sorts of questions, which is what you do in a consultation meeting. But the questions had nothing to do with the subject at hand, didn't have anything to do with her background, how her company could help them. It was stupid questions or superficial questions such as, well, what school did you go to? Well, what sports team did you play on? Or what's the latest book that you've read? One of the biggest questions she received, to her surprise, was, so who's really in charge? And that right there is the problem. Back when I started my first company in 1994, yes, I am dating myself and I am very proud. I used to get questions all the time about, well, who's your partner or who's the boss or who's the person that makes the decisions? And it was so frustrating. In me being young and in my 20s, I didn't know any better. And it was a different time than it is now. Not making excuses and not excusing the ignorance of other people. But that is the mindset that a lot of us back then had. Well, fast forward to today, and it's a whole new era. It's a whole new vibe out there for business owners, for women, women of color, for black women, Latina women who have companies. And a majority of us are looking to scale and grow our companies and make them multi-million dollar companies. And to do that, you can't play small. And one of the things that we, the obstacles that we encounter when we go into first time meetings or from having someone go to our websites or have someone who find us on social media, um, first thing they want to know is, okay, so who's really in charge? And it can get under your skin. And back in the day, I will admit there were times when we would hire an other, whether it was a white woman to partner with or whether it was a man as a face of the company. And even there was a time on your websites when you didn't even put your own face on there if you were a black or Latina woman business owner or black or Latino period. 
there was this, this misconception that you had to have another face represent your company. I'm so glad that today we don't follow the same norms and it is unacceptable today, but here we are still now hearing questions of, you know, well, who's really the boss or what's your favorite sport or, you know, little trivial questions when we should be talking about how we can add to your bottom line and how we can make your company better. Well, I didn't get into the rest of that story from the young lady who I was reading about, but the bottom line was, she said six months later, the person that they did go with, a white man, ended up screwing the whole project up. They called her, wanted her to repitch. To that, she said, no, I will not be repitching because you already heard what I had to offer. And in matter, as a matter of fact, the rates are now three times higher. You know, you have to know how to value yourself. So there are a couple of tips I want to give you in this podcast today in case you are still running up against ignorant minded potential clients, Um, you know, and it's hard sometimes it's very hard to be taken serious, you know, and you would think in this climate, this political climate, this emotional climate, this social climate, that people would learn to start listening to and hearing black and Latino women. You know, we run successful companies, successful. And sometimes people look at us and are like, well, how, how the heck, you know, where did that come from? That's that magic, honey, that black and brown girl magic. I'm not ashamed to say that. You know, I I got a little of myself. (laughs) But, you know, I'm going to share a couple of tips with you today on how you can manage that, because I know it's something that we deal with. We shouldn't have to deal with it. But since we do deal with it, we have to figure a way to deal with it in a better way and get the one up on them. Because, you know, I know you've heard that a black woman can curse you out and be the most professional and the sweetest by handing your you handing you your ass as she's cursing you out very professionally without ever uttering a curse word or raising her voice. Well, I'm going to give you some tips on how to deal with the ignorance that we deal with in the boardrooms and how we come up against potential clients or the gatekeepers, I should say, who still haven't gotten a memo that, hey, we're here. We're good at what we do. No, damn that. We're great at what we do and we get the job done. So tip number one, excuse me, I would say, first, we live in an age of social media. Never, ever, ever design your website to be in direct conflict with your social media presence. By that, I mean, be proud, put your face on your website, you are the owner, you are the founder, the CEO, you are the person that has has built this company. So why would you not take credit for it? I see many people that are on social media that are very successful and they're all over their their faces everywhere on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok, whatever, everything that's out there. But when you go to their website, there's not a mention of them or there's a mention of them briefly, a little canned bio, and there's no picture of them. Don't do that. Be very proud of who you are and what you have accomplished and let people know what they're getting. You know, when they go to the website, that is the first indication of what they're going to be getting from you. So make sure you put your likeness, your face on there. The second part of that, I would say 1A or 1B or however you want to look at it is if you don't want there to be culture shock, 
make sure you have a diverse representation on your website. Now, by that, I mean, it's a company run by women. There should be women on your website. It's a company that's run by black women. There should be black women on your website. There's a company run by Latinas. There should be Latinas on your website. You see where I'm getting with this? You know, I don't think we live in that age where you have to have a whole bunch of clip, not clip art. I'm sorry, I'm dating myself. A, bu- a bunch of images and graphics of women and, you know, just performing different tasks or, or stances or whatever it is. But there should be some diverse representation in there so that there's no mis- mistaken. When you go to mogul chicks, you see women of color. There is no mistake in what we are about and who we serve. So make sure you do that. Make sure you put some representation on there. So that's 1A. Tip number two, always get a clear understanding of who the real decision maker is and then really lobby hard to have that person sit in on the meeting or at least when you need to sit down and and get some contracts signed, you're in front of that person. Because a lot of times these companies will send their scouts, as I call them, and they want to feel you out and kind of test the waters and see what you bring to the table. And that's all fine and well. We live in the age of coronavirus now, so nobody's really doing face-to-face meetings anymore. But before this, I would always say, I'm not going on site. I'm not going to a meeting until it's time to sign some papers. And that served me very well. And I'll tell you why. By being able to do video conferencing, Skype, Zoom, what have you, it saves me a lot of time and energy And it gives me an idea of who I'm dealing with. When I'm ready to sit down and sign papers, I don't want any surprises. So make sure that you are talking to the person that absolutely is the decision maker and make sure that that person knows that they're dealing with you specifically. Now, if you have business development people or someone there to handle that that for you, that's fine. But I like to be the face of my company. I like to be, when I say that, I mean, I like to be the person that they know is in charge. So there's no, no mistaken whatsoever. Tip number three, when you encounter some sexist or racist jerk, it is perfectly okay for you to end the meeting right then and there. Now, I'm not saying get up and slam the door and throw stuff around, kick the desk over. You may want to feel that way in the moment, but there's no harm in telling someone, hey, look, I don't think this is going to work out and you excuse yourself. You don't offer any explanations. You don't try to debate with them, argue with them, get into any kind of tongue wrestling with them. You just, you know what? This is, thank you for the opportunity. This is not going to work out. I wish you well. And this is the end of that meeting. And you get up and you walk out. Now, there are a lot of people that would be afraid to do that because they're like, I really need this, this contract. I really need this business. No business is worth your self-respect. And people are learning in corporate and in these businesses and, and what have you, that black women and brown women, Latina women are not to be trifled with. You know, it's easy for them to throw the angry black woman or angry black woman, uh, uh, brown woman or angry Latina uh, label on us, but don't give that to them. By preserving your dignity and your self-respect by getting up and walking out, you have one up on them. Yeah, you might end up losing the contract. So what? There'll be another one down the lo- down the road. The other thing I want to share is when you are a person that is in authority 
on your your industry and your your subject matter make sure you're getting yourself out there um it's not enough to be a social media star you know or putting out posts and tweets and articles and things like that you have to be someone who gets out actively into your industry. I know that's kind of hard now now with everything going on, but you can still do that virtually, you know, and make sure that when you get reviews and when you get recommendations, you get a cross section of people to show that you, you show that you've worked with a bunch of different people in the past. Um, I've, I've had a situation where someone wanted to see my references and wanted to know, and these are his exact words, if you've ever worked with a client like me. Sit on that for a minute and marinate on that. That was cold and I knew what it was. Have you ever worked with an old white guy before? You know, hell, I've had people say that to me. Have you ever worked with old white guys before? Or we are tired of just having a bunch of old white guys. We need some diversity. You know, look, it is not your responsibility to come in to have to do the job that you're supposed to be paid for or do the work you're supposed to be paid for. And at the same time, focus on educating people on diversity and not being racist. And for anyone listening to this, if you got offended by that, too bad deal with it this is what we deal with all the time so I want you to really step back and look at how you're representing yourself and if you're if you're hesitating or if you're shy or if you had any inclinations about putting your face front and center sister I want you to get rid of that right now you've worked hard to cultivate your craft to develop your skills to build your company to let some other face represent your company. People out there like Martha Stewart and Kim Kardashian and uh, Sarah Blakely, you better believe they are damn well putting their faces out there. So why not you? Yeah, I know we don't have the same star power as they do, but that's not the point. When you are a black or Latina owned business, you have to go the extra mile and you have to make sure that people know what they're getting. And if you see any signs any kind of of racism or sexism or any other kind of ism it is perfectly okay for you to get up and walk away so those are my quick tips for today i will be back some other time with some other tips i got a lot to say so you never know what i'll be talking about on talking about on any given day so with that said you have a fabulous day and remember mogul chicks make mogul moves and power plays bye